0: Parkrun Adventurers to podcast number 174. It's Greta here and I'm joined by my special co-host today, Mel. Mel, how are you going? I'm great, thanks Greta. How are you doing this week? I'm very, very well. Um, It's a real pleasure to be here on the podcast with you this week. Thank you so much for having me on.
1: Ah, thank you for coming. It's always nice to have another one. And, of course, everybody is going to recognise your voice because you are the famous Greta <laughs> from Mount Barker Park Run who has been on the Roving Reporter Channel 5 News crew for quite some time. Another one of our awesome, prolific reporters and very excited to have you here. So thank you for coming. Big time thank you.
0: Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> so, Mel, where did you park run on
1: the weekend? This weekend just gone, I chuffed off to a little place that uh, people might be familiar with from last week's Parkrun Australia newsletter. Completely unbeknownst to me, it was getting profiled in the newsletter last week, and I had already planned to be going there. I went to Ocean View Parkrun in Queensland. Have you heard of this one? Or I haven't. You? I haven't. No, you didn't use, read the newsletter last week. Well, I'm a little bit behind. We won't um, tell Scotty. Oh, no, that's right. He won't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Ocean View Park Run is one of the few park runs in Australia that's actually run in a vineyard, in a working winery. Sounds like one to add to the list. Yes, definitely. If you want an opportunity to run through, literally through the vines, I know that doesn't happen a lot in South Australia. They don't even like you to walk through a lot of the vines because of, um, what's it, is it Botrytis? Is that the name of the nasty stuff
0: that gets into the... Uh, yes, I think so. We've got to clean our shoes. We do, and even even though we do have a park run that is near vines, it is near vines and not through vines.
1: And apparently, there's something there's something about these vines up here in this particular spot that means they're they're tolerant or resistant to disease, and you can run through them. So, literally, there's one section of the course where if you look at it on Strava, it looks like fingers of a hand because you're running up and down and up and down through the vines. And uh, it's really, really quite pretty. And of course, it's right at the top of the hill, as so many vineyards like to do. They plant their vines around the hills and the lay of the land. Um, Not a flat course then? No, no, definitely not a flat course. There was Mm, oh lots of elevation I haven't actually looked I should look at my Strava to see what it was I was told it was something like 120 meters of elevation over the whole course but then somebody who I spoke to on Saturday said they got 140 plus or something like that.
0: Oh take the 140.
1: Yeah well that sounds more like it to me really too (laughs) it certainly felt like that I had Emma in the carrier and it was very slow going. It, I think it was possibly my third slowest park run event ever. I was the tail walker, but the people who I was tailing were well well ahead of me as well. But it was a great, beautiful, beautiful course and lovely views. No views of the oceans. Oh, I was going to
0: say, of the ocean?
1: No? No, well, unless I was looking in the wrong direction or possibly the estate was named after another section of the actual estate that we didn't get to run on. I'm not sure. It it's got the, I always want to say Vinary instead of vineyard or winery. right? I don't know why my brain wants to mash the two up. But they open up for breakfast straight afterwards and you can have a champagne breakfast. Uh So I did partake of some bubbles for the first time after a park run ever for me. (laughs) I made sure Emmett got his milk in before I had my breakfast and then I got to celebrate with some bubbles.
0: Well worth celebrating. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And it was very lovely, very relaxed Adrian and Kelly, the co-EDs, massive, massively welcoming. I bumped into Adrian's daughter, Charlotte, out on the course, actually. She was a marshal and she escorted me a lot of the way home. We had a great chat and she was uh, very friendly as well. So big shout out to Charlotte. And bumped into Craig and Thomas from Rocks Riverside. Craig's a long-time listener of the pod and it was nice to finally meet him in person. And uh, also bumped into... The Murrell family. Craig's a, an event ambassador who um, has been around for a couple of years now, and it was great to, once again, n- not planned at all, but it's always lovely to bump into old park run friends that you don't expect to see places when you travel. All in all we had a wonderful morning.
0: Sounds like a great morning.
1: Where were you this weekend Greta?
0: Um, well we went to um Clearland Park Run. So
1: you had some decent elevation too.
0: Yeah so I think Cleveland. Cleveland is one of those courses that sort of you know whenever everyone's having a debate about what's the hardest park run in Australia. Um, you know Cleveland always sort of gets gets a bit of a mentioned, but it's, uh, so it's a trail, Mm -hmm. it's a trail park run. Um, and it starts at the top of the hill, goes down to the bottom of the hill where there's a lookout, and then you've got to turn around and do it all again, but this time in reverse and uphill. So it's pretty it's pretty tough, actually. The lookout's at the bottom of the hill? The lookout is at the bottom of the hill. So you're sort of starting right up above Adelaide in the Adelaide Hills, going down to the bottom of the hill, which is on another hill that then overlooks the city. So ah, gotcha. the views are spectacular and were quite nice um, on saturday because it's been quite sort of um wet and windy and, and cloudy here but saturday was an absolutely beautiful day top of about you know 25 gorgeous clear sunny the view was clear it's just beautiful i am baffled
1: and intrigued that <laughs> i knew it was like 2.5k up and 2.5k down but i always assumed you go up the hill to look out because the turnaround i've seen pictures oh this is the picture of of our halfway mark at Cleveland. And I always thought, yeah. oh, isn't that beautiful? You run up to this lookout and then you get to run downhill all the way home. But you don't. You get to do the easy part first. No, you don't. <laughs> wow. I want to do it even more now. Yep. Yeah. That sounds really cool.
0: Well, you should come and do it. Come and do it. Yeah, come and do it. And yeah. so we had, um, we took, obviously took the kids as we always do. And my daughter, Jess, was particularly unimpressed that we decided to, to do Cleland Park Run. Um, <laughs> probably, so Mount Barker, people probably from its name think it's got to be hilly, but it's probably the flattest course in South Australia. So the fact that we were not going to Mount Barker, but in fact going to one of the hilliest courses in South Australia, was not really sort of Jess's idea of a good (laughs) parkrun morning. But to her credit, she actually did a brilliant job. She decided she was going to enjoy her morning and actually ended up running a PB. Oh, good on her. Yeah.
1: A course PB or an all-time PB? Course PB. Oh, own it. Yeah. So, yeah, she did a great job. They're worth their weight in gold. They are. They're few and far between. And see, we were having this chat about hilly courses and things like that on the weekend because there were quite a few hills. Adam had Wes in the pram and because it's a cross-country course, the owners of the state do a great job they actually mow the course out through the grass every week and they have all these red arrows uh, permanently stuck up so you can't get lost though I did a good good effort at trying didn't get lost but I almost did um but yeah so I think Adam was the third person ever to have done it with a pram and it, it was challenging he he did a lot of walking and things as well but I love hills and I'm keen to get back there another day when I'm not carrying eight kilos in a carrier in front of me. I think one day we're just going to leave both the kids with someone responsible and we'll just go when I'm back to running fitness so that I can have a really good hit out because yeah, there's just something about hills. I love not just the challenge of the uphill but the fun and the freedom of the downhill parts you know you get to run like a kid again and there's not a lot of opportunities in our adult lives where you feel free enough to run like a kid but I think downhills are always always those opportunities
0: sounds like a plan.
1: Coming to us from the coldest place in Queensland, although I don't anticipate it's particularly cold down there uh, in recent weeks, we have got the co-hosts of an event which holds a very special place in my heart. The event itself it is approaching its 250th event, they're on 249 at the moment, so this coming week they're going to hit the magic green shirt for their Parkrun. It is Stanthorpe Parkrun and the CoEDs are here to chat with us today. We've got Jen Morgan and Glenn Brunkhorst. Welcome to the Parkrun Adventurers, guys.
2: Hi guys, thank you. Thanks for having us.
1: Thanks Mel. Very, very excited to have you. I did mention that, yes, you are from the coldest place in Queensland very proudly and you have events um, to that effect during the year, but it hasn't been so cold of late. Can you give us a bit of insight into what's been going on in Stanthorpe the last few weeks?
2: Um, yes, well, where you start? It's been uh, quite an event last weekend, of course, with the, the recent bushfires in town, which have um, really turned a lot of things on their head uh, for a lot of people involved, including Jen, um, of course, who had to evacuate from her home, late on Friday night. Um, and of course, the, the water situation as well, we're, we're not too long before the town does run out of, um, of water from their main reservoir or main holding uh, facility. So yeah, there's, there's those two negatives, I suppose. But apart from that, it looks... Uh, yeah, it's a beautiful place to come and visit, and and plenty to do and see. But um, yeah, pretty much, yeah, quite an eventful few weeks.
0: I understand that things escalated quite quickly on the Friday night before Park Run. Can you talk to us a little bit about uh, what you were thinking and what was happening on the on the Friday night leading up to Park Run Day?
2: Uh, yeah, look, there was a there was a small fire that had started just out um, outside of town, and um, it never really sort of occurred to me at that point that there was going to be an issue. Um, of course, it's it's extremely dry, and, and the winds we've had over that um, last weekend was were quite horrendous. So therefore, it didn't take too long to escalate uh, into just complete um, yeah complete madness and mayhem for for you know, a couple of days, two or three days. So um, the Friday night it was late, uh, and I spoke to Jen, and, and she confirmed that yeah you know, we thought well, uh, parklands a good thing for everyone to come and and uh, uh, just socialise and chat about things, but um, unfortunately, there was a threat to, to where the course was as far as the fire goes itself. Um, and yeah, look, I just it, the, the air quality as well was not great, so it was just a choice we had to make uh, late Friday night to cancel parking, Unfortunately, only a third time over 249 events, which is not um, bad, I suppose. But um, yes, you'd never like to cancel, but uh, yeah, for the safety of others, it was paramount, I guess.
1: Now, Jen, Glenn has mentioned that you personally had to evacuate uh, from your home on the Friday
3: night, so the fires must have come quite close. Very, very close, Mel. I first noticed the smoke at 10 to 3, and I thought, oh, there's a fire, I wonder where that is, and looked it up online and realised it was only five kilometres away and by 4.30 we were out of there and into town and I think the fires came through our place I don't really know around about six but then the big damage was done at about 2am and so we're all on five acre blocks out here and of bushland so we've always known it's a risk and now there there have been a few houses lost but we're all just surrounded by black. It's quite extraordinary what it looks like. It sounds
1: really scary. We've recently had fires up here on the Sunshine Coast too, and they're, um, you know, watching the QFRS website for, you know, the alerts and the evacuation call-outs and things like that. And and a lot of the messaging is, you know, if you've got a fire safety plan, make sure you start following that or make sure you put that in into action now and I'm just thinking, oh, my goodness, I, it's not even something we would have considered. Do you have a fire safety plan yourself and is that
3: knowledge that you widely have in your community down there? Um, we sure do. We have a box that has all the passports and birth certificates and we've had fire drills over the years where one child runs around and closes all the windows and another one lets the chooks out and loads the dog into the car, that sort of thing. Um, we have sprinklers on the roof which we put there for this very event. Um, we always hoped we'd never need to use them. Um, so we actually had a conversation because we're so low on water. Will we turn the sprinklers on? I now can't believe we had that conversation because it's probably the reason we have a house. Um, so we turned the sprinklers on and got out. And I believe the fire planes also blew over, I mean, flew over and dropped some water on the house, which helped as well.
1: One of the things that happened was that the event, Stanthorpe Park Run, the kit was lost in the fires because it was being stored by one of your run directors in a shed that I understand was lost. Uh, when did you find out about that and, and how did that all play out?
2: Yeah, look, uh, the Arden the, 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 the question is a mate of mine. Yeah, he, he for a while was uh, staying at home and, and thought he was okay as far as the winds and everything goes. And it was about half past 10 um, I kept messaging to see if it was all right. Mind you, the park on gear was not a thought. It was obviously safety for, for, for um Peter in this this instance. And um yeah, half an hour later he, he said, Um look the fire has come and said, Look, the wind's changed, you have got to go. Um so they jumped in the car and, and uh took off and, and it wasn't until uh the next morning when um when he did contact me to say he said, Look, mate, sorry, the park on gear I'd it was in the shed and the shed shed was lost. And the shed is only, oh, i would only be, say, three metres off the house. And it's, um, yeah, it's just one of those freak occurrences where, well, the, the house really shouldn't be there, the state of the shed. It's just absolutely, um, yeah, it's gone. There's nothing left and everything in the shed, which is a lot of personal items, of course. Um yeah, it wasn't till uh, early Saturday morning, but uh, obviously we, we cancelled before that on, a, on, late on Friday night anyway, so it didn't really um, affect um, Park on anyway. So, but yeah, everyone was safe, well, that was the main reason. And yeah, luckily for Park on Australia to sort of um, helped out getting new kits out to us right away.
3: We have been one of the last park runs to store people's barcodes, and we've been trying to get rid of that for a while. 13th of July was meant to be the last day of the barcode box but we're too nice and people would turn up and say, have you still got the box? So we'd get the box out so they could retrieve their barcodes. And Pete has finally put an end to that. Um, It was funny because Glenn joked about it when the fires were burning. Hey, Pete, you should throw that barcode box onto the fire.
2: It wasn't intentional. It wasn't (laughs) intentional. You
3: didn't have to.
0: Pete took took you to heart.
2: (laughs) I did bring up a few laughs in the following week, I must admit, but um, yeah, that wasn't the intention. Uh
0: How great that you could get a new kit so quickly so that you could all run the event the following week. I know that one of the things that we all love about Parkrun are the people we meet in the community that forms around Parkrun. So has the Parkrun community played a role in keeping people going through the drought that you've all been through and that continues and the recent fires?
3: Um, It's all still very recent, so we've only had the one event since the fire Um, but we have had a lot of support. Warwick Park Run rallied up their troops and have donated quite a few goods to affected families from out here in terms of um, food items and they just wanted to do something to help, so that was really lovely. We are encouraging visitors to come and support us and to come and see our great park run to keep the businesses in town going.
2: The visitors are probably most important to us as far as um, uh, the town days in general, especially park run. You know, we, we're, we're, we get a lot of um, park run tourists um, from all over the place, I suppose. Um, whether it's a check off, you know, the, the coldest park in Queensland as such, or, or just yeah, just visit the wineries and whatever else is around town. But um, pretty much it, it, donations are great, but um, yeah, business wise. Uh, certainly, that's that's on top of the list to, to keep the town tin over and, and keep spirits up.
0: And maybe for all those people who are thinking to, of coming and visiting, perhaps tell us a bit about your course. What's your course like? I hear that you have some bridges, which would make Scotty happy.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. Well, we've, it's a nice lap course, so I assume it's um it's it's pretty quick for some. There's no no hills, a couple of little minor things, but not nothing to worry about. Um, we've not long got a, a new concrete path for part of our park run, thanks to the council. Um, a local council here, which has supported us and 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 and, Mars and everything, so it's yeah, it runs along uh, Port Pop Creek. It's a, it's a loop course; it's two loops out around the creek area, which is which is nice. Uh, it's still nice, even though it's brown and not much water in the creek. It's uh, it's still a lovely place to walk or run, um, or just yeah, just go for a chat. So it's it's yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's even better when it's when it's uh, green, but um, we'll take it any can so uh, it's all good.
1: It'll come back to green. There's uh, that's one thing you've got to give our environment in Australia is its ability to come back after fires you know there's a lot of our local flora that is built to regenerate specifically with fire you know the the seeds and the nuts don't open unless they have extreme heat and things like that so I'm sure it'll all come back beautiful again and hopefully not too long into the future for you. You mentioned uh, parkrun tourists form a big part of your event and you had pretty um you know average numbers i guess last saturday uh, coming back after the fire and i know i've been down to Stanthorpe myself it was actually the 20th different event that i ever did so it's the event that's responsible for putting me on the most events list oh, cool. and, and hence will always you know go down in memory also i it was it was a shocker of a morning because it was wet and woolly and none of the locals wanted to go so i think there might have only been 13 people show up and i was second female overall and that never happens at the speed that i go wow there you yeah, go. so
2: yeah
1: very memorable morning for me but i was going to say how what kind of breakdown do you think oh, there was there on Saturday did you actually have visitors from other places or was it mostly your local community and what was the
3: atmosphere like? I think it, we probably only had about eight visitors out of the 55. Um, I was expecting that we would have more visitors in terms of there are quite a few services in town at the moment for community recovery and insurance and stuff but we didn't have any of those visitors they were all tourists. Plenty more to come to I've got
1: no doubt especially since there's a lot of uh, beautiful things going on in Stanthorpe in terms of food and produce and stuff like that I know there's amazing bakeries in town and all, all the food is so fresh and yum and delicious we we Actually, ate very very well. We stayed the whole weekend when we came <laughs> down to visit. So
2: nice, yeah, good one.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's let's steer it a little bit more towards you guys personally. Jen, how did you get involved with Parkrun? How did you first hear about it and and
3: start volunteering, etc.? My sister was visiting Stanthorpe for the weekend. She's a runner. She's she's like a really good runner. And so she said, come on, we've got to go to Parkrun. And I was like, what's Parkrun? So she signed me up and printed me a barcode and all the rest. And it rained all the Friday night. And so on the the Saturday morning, we nearly decided not to go. And then I realised that if I didn't go while she was visiting, I was never going to go. So we went along and there were only about 18 people there, which suited me. And... Went for my run. I hadn't run for about 10 years and I was sore until Thursday. (laughs) And because I was sore until Thursday, I just thought there's no way that I'm going to do all that for nothing. So I went back the next week and kept going.
1: Love it. Suck it in by family.
3: I know. I know. And so probably volunteered after about eight runs and, yeah, that's probably my park run history.
0: And Jen, how did you come to be event director? Did you start run directing and that just evolved?
3: I was really reluctant to be a run director, Um, but I used to do, I still do, um, but I took on the role of organising the rostering and calling for volunteers and that role quite early on and I did that for probably a year and a half before we realised that I was gradually taking on more and more of a 2IC role anyway so just before we did a big project with the council organising the new gazebo and paths and things I officially became an event director with Glenn so that we could share that project.
0: Glenn it sounds like you've been event director for a while now what's your Parkrun story how did you come to Parkrun and how did you come to be event director at Stanthorpe?
2: Yeah, look, it's um, I just, I guess it's a small country town, and it was an event that kicked off. Um, you know, a, a free community event that um, I went along to one day. Um, yeah, my wife uh, was, she was at the event probably, I don't know, twenty or thirty um uh, times before I even started. I just thought it was crazy to get up early on a Saturday morning and go down when it's freezing or 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 like. Um, but yeah, that's how it started pretty much. I went down, and pretty much from that day, I. I, and that was early 2016, pretty much from when I started. I just, yeah, I just got hooked. Um, and it wasn't until, oh, it was not long after that, that, yeah, um, Kirsten had asked me to be a run director and, um, and then not long after that, she, she decided that um, she was moving on and, and looking for someone to fill a role. And, and I thought, oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be sort of something I'd be interested in. And that's how it all started. So, yeah, and no, I look, I of it now. It's, 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 I, I sort of enjoy more, so the, the volley work down there than um, actually going down and, and running uh, most weeks. I do like to run. I run a fair bit through the week. But it's, um, yeah, just, just seeing uh, you know, different different people turn up and, and people that wouldn't normally turn up for a run or walk, um, t- turning up and enjoying the morning. So, yeah, it's, um, it's very rewarding
1: and so you've obviously built quite the strong local community around around your events how important has it become in your life on a weekly basis, do you you find yourselves walking down the street in town, and you know half the township?
2: It's it's funny. It's, it, as I said, it's a small town, I suppose, but it's yeah. Look, everything uh, people stop me in the street. It's generally it's a background question first, or or um just just yeah just um you know, how things are going and um, how many people we get there each week, and yeah, just community-wise, even if they don't go, you know, because you know we get a, a report in the paper every week, which is great um, from the local paper here. So that certainly gets a message out there for us as well.
1: That's wonderful support. Not all events or not many events i should say have that kind of support from from the local media in the community so that's very cool have either of you done much adventuring yourselves we are a bit of a podcast that likes to hear about adventures and and etc you know have you been anywhere exciting parkrun wise
3: i um My husband accuses me of booking accommodation on Friday nights that is quite near a park run. (laughs) (laughs) just happens to be very near a park run. I'm going to take that as a yes then, Jen. Where have you been? Which park runs? (laughs) Or or can you give us a a top three? Um, Putting me on the spot. Look, I love going to the Dolby park run, but that's not really a holiday destination. That's where my mum and my sister are. The event team there are fabulous. And the breakfast is amazing. We always love to hear about good breakfast spots.
1: And it doesn't matter if if a place is a, a conventional kind of holiday destination or not. You know, every park run has something of its own. So Have you been there? No, I haven't done Dolby yet. It's on my list.
3: Oh, you should go there just for the breakfast. The breakfast is incredible.
1: <laughs> I'm sure the park run's great too. <laughs> oh.
3: The parkrun's good, and like I said, the the locals there and the event team are all really, really lovely and welcoming, so it's worth a visit. In terms of scenic park runs though, I do like Bagara. Ooh, that's another one that's on my list. And earlier this year, a group of girls from here, we did a hike over in the South Island of New Zealand. And because I was in charge of booking, we flew into Queenstown on the Friday night. Love your work. So that we just happened to be somewhere where there was a park run on the Saturday morning. And that was beautiful going around the the lake there. It was a very fast park run. I would encourage more walkers to go there because they didn't have a whole lot of walkers. We had some walkers in our group, but otherwise they were all done and dusted pretty quick.
0: So Glenn, are you a bit of a park run tourist? Have you sort of visited other park runs?
2: Well, it's it's certainly not as um, flash as Jen's um, list of park runs, I guess. Um, I I don't really go away too much, I suppose. I've done only a handful, probably six or seven different ones. Um, And again, it's a bit like Jen. It's based on you know if you're going somewhere for a holiday, um, certainly for a Saturday morning, you're going to make a park run one way or the other. Um, The recent ones, uh, Sandgate park run, um, uh, we went out to Chinchilla for the the launch there not long ago as well, um, which was fun. Um, and Kiwana Kings, uh, those sort of places, you know, but, um, yeah, don't get away too much. Um, I, um, I do like, uh, like, like our event here as far as that goes, but, yeah, certainly if on holidays uh, you're going to find an event that's close.
1: Oh, there's plenty of opportunities to have adventures at your home, Parker, on I'm constantly having adventures at home. And you get to the benefit of uh, having adventurers come to visit you as well and um, hearing all their stories and things like that, so that's always cool.
2: Yeah, sure, yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, thank you so much, Jen and Glenn, for joining us on Parkrun Adventurers podcast and talking to us about your event and what you've been experiencing with the drought and the fires and the strength of the community to help each other through what is no doubt a very difficult time. So thank you very much for
3: joining us. Thank you.
2: Thanks, Greta. Thanks, Mel.
4: Hi, it's Sarah and Rita from uh, Highlands Park Run. We've just completed the Phillip Island Park Run as we're down here for the Phillip Island Running Festival. And we have run into some very famous Westerfoldians. Who have we got here? Adelina. And Stephen. And why are you guys down here this weekend? For the Running Festival. Oh, what are you doing? Uh, I'm doing the 50. Oh, the 21. And have you guys done Phillip Island Park Run before?
5: No, first time. Awesome course.
4: Yeah, what did you like about it? Oh, apart from the beautiful scenery that you run around the, the seaside and you get to see some wildlife along the way. Did you see those uh, that flock of pelicans that were uh, flying above us at one point? No, I must have been so fast I didn't see. It. Oh. <laughs> well, we were ducking for cover because, you know, we were, we were running with um, with my little one, so we were sort of uh, trying to duck for yeah. poo cover. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's a great
0: course. The, the uh, community here is just so friendly. They're always welcoming tourists and... Um, So happy that we came and have the double opportunity to come and take part at the Field Bowling Running Festival,
1: which is their
4: inaugural event tomorrow. Fantastic. We look forward to seeing you there because we'll be there too. So you guys have a great uh, rest of Saturday, park run day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Awesome. Thank you very
0: much. Thanks.
4: And we have found some other tourists that are touristy and some other familiar faces. So who do we have here? I'm KB. Paula. Sally and what do you guys what did you guys think of the Philip course it was beautiful the only problem was we were so busy gas bagging and catching up that we kept forgetting to stop and enjoy the views so <laughs> we I, try our best I've done it a number of times before so oh. I didn't need to look <laughs> <laughs> sure. so clearly you must love it because you've you've come back a few times yes yeah oh it's fantastic it's great yeah, yeah what's your, what's the favorite part about this this park run I just love the scenery. Yeah. And the van. Land. The van's good. Oh, good. Fantastic. Yeah. How about you, Sal? I love the animals and the scenery. Yeah? Yeah. And what were you guys all gas about? That's what I <laughs> want to know. Oh, park we runs off. We were talking about park runs, the different park runs we've been, and re- recommending uh, favourite park runs that we've been to recently to uh, each other. So, yeah, it was oh. good. And did you guys all know you were coming down together? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Planned yeah. it? Yeah. Because yeah. so, we we're all here for the running event, running festival tomorrow. So Fantastic. Yes. Fantastic. And what would you... If people were thinking about touristing down here... What would you tell them what would you get them to come down and, and visit um at the island mm-hmm. um definitely the penguins if you're going to come down you've got to do the penguins amazing things is fun we were talking quite a bit about the uh high ropes course and stuff that you can do there yeah, so i'd recommend anybody do that if they can get off the first level yeah, <laughs> yeah i don't think i'd get off the first level no i, I, I got up there fantastic yeah, yeah. i would i, I look there's the walks there's some fantastic walks you know um you don't know you go down the rail and uh, all around It's great walks here. oh fantastic yeah. fantastic well i hope you girls have a enjoyable weekend thank we will you. see you out and about tomorrow at the running festival as well yes. and hopefully we might catch you here again at phillip island park run excellent thank thanks. You. Okay, thanks. and we're here with um the run director from t- for today for at the Philip island park run and her name is robin how are you robin i'm good thank you how are you very well thank you so what can you tell us about um your park run here—it's a beautiful course. Yeah, it's it's a pretty special course. Um, we are in a in a nature park and. Um you know, there's there's fantastic vibe, lots of animals, lots of greenery. Yep. Um we get a bit buffeted by the ocean breeze sometimes, but it's it's pretty nice. <laughs> and do you uh do you get quite a few tourists down here? Yeah we do, absolutely, especially through summer and all those lovely long weekends, we get lots of runners down. Well fantastic. And if there's a if there was one thing that you could tell people who are thinking about coming down to your parkrun and doing it, what is the what is the biggest draw card that you think and what's makes your uh, park parkrun so unique? Um, I think probably just the scenery. It's it's a little bit like a trail run. You know, it's all lovely and gravel and undulating and some of those hills surprise people a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's just a really nice vibe too. Oh, fantastic. And how long have you been a run director here? Um, About three years. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, fa- so, and is that your favourite volley roll or...? Yeah, yeah. No, nah, it's, a, it's a pretty good one. And um, all our volleys are pretty friendly and, and helpful, so... Yeah, there it's was a pretty lots of, crazy task, really. Was, we got lots of high fives out on course by the Tower Walker. And, yeah. Um, and your photographer was encouraging us to do a jump shot, which is always fun. Yes, it was oh. always heaps of fun. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being so um, hospitable to us today. No worries. And uh, hopefully we'll be back again to Park Run soon. Sounds fantastic. Thanks.
6: Good morning, Park Run Adventures. This is uh, Mark reporting in from uh, North Sydney Park Run today in the, uh, sunny Sydney. And um, here at North Sydney Park Run, they're doing their 70th... Park run event and it uh, looks like it's going to be a reasonable turnout for a lot of tourists uh, here for the Sydney Running Festival, which is on tomorrow. Uh, this parkrun has an average of 140 parkrunners per week uh, with an average time of 29 minutes and uh, 22 seconds and it's uh, basically running around the um, parkland here in uh, North Sydney. So we'll have a chat to a few runners and a report back in. So I'm here with uh, Chris and Jamie, who are from uh, Queenstown Park Run, who are also the, the Run Directors there.
7: Yeah, we've uh, come over this weekend for the Sydney Half Marathon and decided to get a compass point and an inn to add to our uh, Park Run Challenges badges. Excellent. And uh, how's um, Queenstown Park Run going?
3: It's going great. We've had about 65 events now and uh, we have a good core group of people and volunteers that come out every week and we enjoy it. We have a good time.
6: Uh, and what's your course like?
3: Our course is scenic, we have a little bit, we have a small hill um, and we go through the the forest bit and then we go around the lake and you get all of New Zealand uh, scenery that you can see. The mountains, the lake, the forest, it's beautiful.
7: And are you getting many people coming visiting you for the, the queue? Yeah, it's one of the things. I think there's only like six queues in the world. So we definitely, I mean, Queenstown is a touristy town as it is. And the the amount of park-run tourists on... On any given week, we could have fifty percent of the people that are yeah. running our parkrun tourists from all over the world, and yet definitely the the queue is 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 the the, the main prize that I think <laughs> they go for. But then they end up loving the course because, as Jamie just described, I mean we it is a, you know one of the most scenic courses in the world with the beautiful, remarkable mountains and Lake Wakatipu around. Yeah, nice. And is this your your first uh, parkrun in Sydney? No, we used to actually live in Sydney and started parkrunning in Sydney yeah. and. Uh, used to uh, frequent St Peter's Park Run quite a bit uh, when we lived in the eastern suburbs, but then we moved over to Queenstown and had a void of park run in our lives and ended up starting starting park run when we moved there. Yeah, excellent, well done.
6: Well, best of luck for um, tomorrow. All right, thanks a lot. So I'm uh, here with Michael, who's um, from the UK. Where's your home park run?
5: Um, Uckfield. We only started it about last July. Okay, and what's brought you to um,
6: to Sydney? I'm doing the marathon tomorrow. Excellent. And um, do you get out and do much parkrun adventuring?
5: Um, yeah, I'll go around and do some of the premier ones in the UK that's starting up and just round the southeast and London area and up as far as York.
6: Okay. And um, are you planning on doing many parkruns here in Australia while you're
5: here? Um, I'm doing this one today and then maybe the Sentinel one next week before I fly home on the Sunday.
6: Just... Make, make, make note that the uh, some of these park runs around here do start at 7 a.m. So make sure you check that first.
5: Oh yeah, there was. I was hoping to do the Sentinel one at seven, and then another one at eight o'clock. But it turns out it's about seven k away, so there's not much chance of getting the double in.
6: Yeah, and and you wouldn't get the second one recorded either.
5: Well, no, that's that annoying fact as well. Yeah, but you can always
6: log that as a freedom run. True. All right. Well, thanks for the chat and uh, best of luck for tomorrow.
5: That's Okay. Thank you.
6: So I'm here with uh, one of the event directors uh, at North Sydney. Um, Matt, morning Matt, how are
8: you? Oh, going very well, uh, happy that we've got such a big turnout on this nice sunny spring morning. It is a beautiful day here in North Sydney and uh,
6: it is certainly a large turnout for the Blackmore Sydney Running Festival on tomorrow. And uh, you're volunteering today's hair
8: walker? Yes. Uh, I normally don't put myself down as a walker, but I thought I should give it a go. So, yes, yeah, uh, I'm here with my two-year-old son, Lachlan, and he's having fun in the pram while I'm walking. Is, um, is he happy with the pace
6: that we're at at the moment?
8: Oh, He prefers a faster pace. He did once come third when I was um, taking it seriously and pushing him in the pram and going hell for leather. So he did enjoy that experience as well.
6: That'd be pretty impressive um, pushing a stroller at that pace around here.
8: Uh, yes, it does present some challenges and I think some people probably look at um, people like me pushing a pram and going at that pace and think we're nuts. So
6: <laughs> so y- y- we were talking before, you've got some interesting characters here, so re- you were talking about one particular gentleman who just joined recently in, his, in a certain age category?
8: Oh uh, yeah, well I guess for me the most important thing about setting up this event is creating a sense of community uh, and stories like Adrian's. Um, so uh, Adrian is a 93 year old who did his first park run last year and the great thing about adrian's stories uh he came but he he kept coming and i think mm. that's the important thing which is that there's a sense of community and that people um know each other's name and and feel welcome and and you know it's just a great thing to do every saturday morning build that sense of community
6: well it's the inclusivity that you know is, is about park run as well as the, that community isn't it
8: that's right um, and you know, we have such a diverse group of people and I, I, the thing that I like the most is you know, when we go for coffee after the event um, the number of people that come along and the volunteers has just grown you know, week on week and we now have a, a core group of maybe 20 or 30 regular volunteers and, and people that you know, know each other and would call each other friends which I think is a really good thing.
6: It yeah, is good and what would be some of the, the highlights for you over
8: the last couple of years? Um, Well, I guess getting it off the ground, so anyone like yourself who's been through the process of getting a park run uh, from, you know, just an idea to uh, a reality knows that it can be a bit of work in terms of getting the approvals, so launching it in May last year and then I guess just seeing it grow, so regularly having around 150 people having recognition from the council that this is you know, something that's good for the community. Um, all those things are really, really important. And, um, and also you know, we've made adjustments to the course to make it um, better for um, vision impaired runners and people that are less mobile. So I think the fact that we're you know, responsive to that and making our uh, event inclusive to people of all ages and abilities um, is a really important aspect.
6: That's really good and so for our our listeners how how would you describe your course?
8: Uh, Well at the moment it's not ideal because it's a five-lap course because we're quite constrained. Um, Anyone who knows North Sydney being so close to the city there is limited open space so we're um, at the we're in the area of North Sydney Oval where the mighty bears play (laughs) but there isn't actually that much room so we've got a five-lap course at the moment um, and it's a bit undulating, but we're working on a, th- on a solution to create a three-lap course, so that's actually um, waiting for approval, and I think in the next few weeks we'll be able to transition across to that three-lap course, which uses more of the path here, which I think would be a good thing. People will enjoy the fact they only have to run up that hill three times instead, <laughs> of, instead of four.
6: Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time, Matt, and uh, it's been great to be here at uh, North Sydney Parkrun.
8: Oh, and thanks a lot for visiting North Sydney Parkrun, Mark, and um, congratulations on everything that you do to promote Parkrun as well. More than happy. Thanks, mate. Good morning,
9: Mel, and excellent co-host, whoever that may be, because they're all excellent. I'm lucky enough this weekend to be at Windsor Precinct Parkrun in Launceston, Tasmania, and I'm standing here with Mel, who's the Run Director for today, and Dean? Yes. Dean is a, a run director here also. And Dean and I are going to start a movement, the propeller hat movement. So we're going to get him online and get a get a fa- Facebook page going maybe, I That's think. A Mel's a fan of the uh, propeller hat. Yep. <laughs> so um, Mel, it's a double out and back course. How would you describe it as a double out and back?
10: Sure would. Yep, so two laps out and back. Uh, halfway is the finish line. So once you get there, you've got one more to go.
9: And it's a great course for um, high fives and cheering everybody else on as you go around. You get to see yeah, everybody lots. You
10: get to see everyone twice almost. Like, especially if you're a little bit of one of the slower runners or the walkers. So mm-hmm. you get the fast runners twice. So yeah, yeah. And yeah. the kids, good to high five all the kids on the way past. Yeah,
9: and an yeah. excellent start and finish area with a really good shelter. And I don't know if everybody can hear in the background everybody standing around talking. It's a really beautiful scene here with blue skies and green grass. It's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we won't say that. But it's not a visual medium. We'll just. <laughs> it's like this every, all the time time <laughs> and so um how long have you been park running for and where did you start
10: i started park running in kalgoorlie about jeez a while ago <laughs> <laughs> we well, have been here nearly four Four years, probably over this, so probably eight years ago, roughly.
9: Yeah. Yeah. So one, one side of the country to pretty much the other side of the country.
10: Pretty much. <laughs> Chalk and cheese, too. So everyone thinks Kalgoorl is a nice flat place, but there is two massive hills in their park run. Yeah. So, which you wouldn't think of. We're here, it's nice and relatively flat. Yeah. So, yeah. And different Topography, the good light areas just so different. Yeah. yeah,
9: yeah. Oh, well, thanks for today, Mel. You did a great job as run director. It was <laughs> really, really great. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Yep, you're welcome. And do you know how long you've been park running for, mate? Well, oh, I've been park running now. I think it's about
5: three years, four years. Yeah, about three to four years, somewhere in between there. So, um, yeah been good fun. Yeah. Whole, sometimes we used to get the whole family out, my daughter and that, but as she gets as an older teenager they don't like it so much anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my wife and I generally try and get along when we can. Yeah. Were yeah. you a runner beforehand, before parkrun? Well actually yeah well, I was, but I had uh, a back injury and I was out for a long period of time. Uh, and then started uh, started running again um, when I was, I was allowed to, which was great. And um, yeah now I got back into parkruns and uh, got going. Yeah. Trained for a marathon broke my foot oh, no. and I uh, end up volunteering a heap so that's how I got to you know, come run director by heaps of volunteering so okay yeah it's, it's been great though it's uh, it's a great course this one
9: yeah and what, what's your favorite thing about volunteering
5: oh look you meet meet everyone you know you sit down yeah you, you know you, you know, encourage everyone through you meet such great people here you know we've got like Wayne there who does a barcode scanning never done a run you know and wow. I, think, I think he's up to about his 78th volunteer in a row you know sort of thing so you know
10: norman is like 80 and still running around yeah Yeah. we all aspire to be norman (laughs) and then you get the the little young kids like you know 10 10 year olds running around such a diverse thing so you know it's good
9: Oh, well, thanks for talking to me today, guys, and thanks for awesome park run. No worries. And um, all the best for the future. I'll, I'll definitely put it on my list to come back to. But it's, a, it's turning into a big list, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we'll,
5: have to, we'll have to get
9: these uh, propeller cap going. We? Yeah, get the hat and I'll come back. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> all done. All right, guys, thanks again. All the best. Have a good Thanks. Night. All right, now I was just speaking to uh, Mel and Dean, and we were talking about Wayne. Now, standing here with Wayne. Now, Wayne, what's your story? I've heard you volunteered a bit, mate.
11: Yeah, um, it's over 12 months ago, my wife was coming to park run regularly and I was just sitting at home and uh, she had to volunteer one weekend and couldn't do it so she dobbed me in so I (laughs) came and did it, got to know a few people and so I said oh I could do this every week, being as that I I can't walk or run very far, I can't run at all. Um, So I've been sitting on this bench doing scanning now for 77 times or something so far. That's fantastic, mate. That's (laughs) so good. Just imagine how many barcades you've scanned in that time. (laughs) I'd hate to think. Although, we we only average sort of in the 60s. Yep. But when Loncison joins us, of course, we have 300 or something. (laughs) So we have two going then. Yeah. Yeah. No, I enjoy it. Get to know everybody by name. Get to welcome the... Visitors yeah. and uh, particularly the younger children, I congratulate them and do you mate. know have beaten dad and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good fun. Yeah, it's good fun.
9: And so would that be your favourite part? Do you reckon meeting the people that come up the scan? Yeah, it yeah.
11: is uh, because up until I joined Parkland, I really didn't have much uh, community contact with people. I was uh, in an organisation, but we were sort of busy within the organisation, the church. And I didn't have much contact outside that. Yeah. Whereas now I've got, you know, like there's probably 120 people I know by name. Wow. Yeah. See on on and off Saturdays. Yeah.
9: Yeah. And it's such a, a beautiful parkrun you got here, and you got a great yeah. setup. You're under yeah. cover, and
11: except when it's been very cold. <laughs> that bar on the roof over here <laughs> ices up. I oh know. And then as the sun comes out, it soars, and so I get dripped off. <laughs> So who's the bath code scanner? or oh, just a drip.
7: <laughs> yeah.
9: Oh, Wayne, thank you so much for all your volunteering, mate. Pleasure. It's a pleasure Thanks, to Gary. meet you. Thank you. And uh, all the best for the future in park running. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Good
12: morning, park run adventurers. It's Melissa here, and I'm coming to you from Singapore. Woo-hoo. Now, Mel, I didn't make it to Bishon as, um, as planned, so we've had a bit of... Uh, drama because there's bad air quality in Singapore and Malaysia at the moment and we nearly thought that we were going to have cancellations. So anyway, I've ended up at West Coast and I'm here with one of the dirty cheaters, Dorota. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. A bit sweaty? And I think um, I was going to lose my ears if I hadn't turned up here today. (laughs) Dorota's travelling as well with her husband and little Josh. So how'd you find the parkrun today? It was awesome. It was a bit more uh, moist than a regular parkrun, <laughs> but uh, yeah, worth the trip. It was, um, and we found uh, a lot of Australian tourists. There were some um, Zoolanders. Yep, they were from WA. We had friends from Brisbane. Yeah, New Farm Parkrunner yep. from New Farm. Yeah, uh, and there were some uh, guys from the UK. Yep. Plenty so of UK people. Lots of tourists. Someone yeah. from Scotland. So, yeah, uh, one big figure eight loop around the West Coast Park. Very humid. Uh, and, yeah, we enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. so... It was 5K, surprisingly. <laughs> what a coincidence. I know. How'd work? <laughs> and squirrels everywhere. <laughs> Little squirrels. Very cute. Anyway, um, that's it. Signing off from West Coast Park Run. Thanks, Tarota. And see Thanks. you again soon. Yep. See you. Bye bye
1: more and more roving reports coming in and some new voices this week Greta it was very cool to have contributions from Sarah and Rita this week who were at Phillip Island Park Run
0: great to hear some new voices It
1: was. Nice work on the debut there, ladies. Then we also, of course, had Mark, who was travelling to North Sydney for the running festival on the weekend. I don't know about you, Greta, but my social media news feed definitely filled up on Sunday from people who were uh, at the running festival.
0: Absolutely. Looks like it was a great day.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I think it's one I'd like to do in the future too because running between or across or around two icons – of the country, that's a pretty big deal. And I reckon the bling must be pretty nice too. Yeah, add it to the list. Yeah. But meanwhile, speaking of uh, the, the roving report, so um, he spoke to the RDs at Queenstown who were visiting as well. And I was interested about this because they they mentioned that they think there's only about six queues in the world and I'm not going to go and check the numbers on that. Um, mm-hmm. But it sounds... Sounds legit. Sounds like there wouldn't be that many. Have you done a queue? Are you an alphabeteer or chasing
0: it? I've done a queue. Do you know what? I'm not actually chasing it, but I have thought I really need to sit down and, and develop my list. But have you done a queue?
1: I have not. However, I will be this coming weekend, uh-huh. as it turns out. Uh, less less for my own wanting to chase the alphabet as my husband's, because Adam is keen to get all the letters and and actually, incidentally, Ocean View was our first O last weekend as well. So I think we're edging ever closer to the end of the alphabet in Australia.
0: You are ticking them off.
1: I couldn't tell you how many I still need, though. Um, I think it's something like six more or something like that. But, yeah, so Q Q is on the list and going to be had this weekend. And Queenstown is definitely one I want to get to.
0: That would be a lovely one to do, I must admit. That one's on my list. And what I loved about that was, you know, um, parkrunners from Australia who, you know, moved to another country to a place where there was no run. so... Why not start one of our own? How brilliant is that? Exactly. Spread the love. I like it.
1: Next up, we had Gary, who was at Windsor Precinct in Tassie, and speaking to the run directors down there. And I, I, I do love um, that Dean is going to join Gary and join a propeller hat movement. So I think everybody should keep an eye out for that coming on Facebook because... I'm, I'm in on that action, definitely. You're
0: in. You're in. And I loved um, loved him chatting to Wayne. How committed is Wayne? 77 volunteers.
1: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And I do love how Wayne, um, by volunteering at Parkrun, he's increased connections in his community and, you know, knows so many more people now just as a result of that. And last but not least... Former co-host or most recent co-host of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast, Mel Ellis, was at West Coast Park in Singapore.
0: Yes, Yes. for her moist (laughs) parkrun (laughs) experience.
1: I got a chuckle about that. Look, I was just glad that it wasn't cancelled because there, it, was, it was touch and go there for a couple of days. The air quality gets monitored very closely in Singapore and there's a, a national governing body of air quality control or something like that that gives out the readings and says when it's safe and when it's not safe to be outside doing activity. And, yeah, it wasn't looking good for Saturday But as it turns out, it cleared up from late in the week and uh, it was all go-ahead. So I'm glad to hear that Melissa got her Singaporean flag. Excellent. Well done, Melissa. Congratulations.
0: Glad it cleared up and you could do your park run on park
1: run day. Absolutely. Now launches. We do have a launch this week, Greta. Do you want to tell everyone where it is? We do. We have a launch in Tassie, Kingston Park. I need to head back to Tassie, of course. And uh, that one's on the eastern eastern coast, Kingston Park, as well, a little bit south of Hobart, I believe.
0: Uh, now, have you been to King, around Kingston, Kingston Park area?
1: I'm pretty sure I've driven through it on my way to Jeeveston. Oh, my ill-fated Jeeveston trip.
0: Shall we move on?
1: <laughs> we probably should. We probably should. Hey, so Greta, are you doing Streaky September this year?
0: Um, well. I am exercising every day of September, but not necessarily running or walking. Oh, that's okay. You know, you, you
1: can do your own version. That's all that's right. Enough. Not quite the sackable offence as co-hosts, so you're doing well.
0: How is your streak going, Mill?
1: Well, my streak is still intact, I'm very happy to say. Over, over the halfway mark now, we're on day 16 as we record, so... Uh, And I managed to get in the barefoot one yesterday. I'm playing streaky bingo and trying to check off those little challenges as we go. And last week I also happened completely by accident across a gnome so I got a gnome selfie although the gnome was quite small in the background because I was a little bit shy of the fact that it was in somebody's front yard and I just didn't quite feel comfortable taking my two-year-old into the middle of someone's front yard and having a photo with a gnome uh, without asking them so I think I'm going to try and pluck up the courage to actually go and knock on their door and ask them if they would mind whether or not I could have a photo with their gnome um but it, I was I was delighted because that was one of those days where I was just doing anything I could to squeeze the streak in and and walked pretty much from my home to the local school and back with Wes and um yes yeah, so I was very excited to stumble across that gnome
0: and how how were the boys enjoying their streaky September
1: uh, I well, Emmett's probably completely oblivious, I think, but Wes is really enjoying it, and he's doing a lot of the streaks on foot himself, which is, you know, slowing things down for me. Uh, but I'm pretty impressed actually that a two-year-old wants to do that much walking, and he's he's starting to get a bit obsessed with pushing the pram around. I got home. I I did a streak with Emmett alone today because we went out to dinner and I was trying to squeeze it in before podcast so I walked home from dinner and Adam drove the car home with Wes and uh, when I got home I put the pram inside and then after his shower Wesley's running around the house naked just pushing the pram around (laughs) from room to room and uh, we we had some trouble extricating him from the pram (laughs) to get dressed in his pajamas and and have bedtime stories but we got there in the end so yeah he's he's just oh, loving awesome. it which is yeah, which is nice. It puts him in good stead for being 5K ready by the time he's four, that's for sure. <laughs> well, if
0: he's going to keep up with those twins from Mount Barker, he's,
1: uh, he's got to be ready. Yes, exactly. And um, before we move on from Streaky September, though, I would like to shout out to Heather, who is streaking with us at the moment. And she struck her way into the Pirate Club at Parkrun Run on Saturday when she sailed her seventh sea. And she did it in wonderful style, uh, dressed as a Pirates with a friend of hers who was also dressed as a pirate for the occasion. I love this. is my favourite club. Like hands down, the Pirate Club is my favourite of all the unofficial clubs there are. I think that's the one that everybody should be
0: um, aiming for. I think I've got two more Cs and then I'm in.
1: Have you got enough C's in South Australia or do you need to travel? Yeah we
0: do have quite a few C's but uh, yes I do need to travel for those
1: last couple. Oh well that sounds like a good excuse for an adventure to me.
0: It does, it does. Congratulations Heather. I'd like to also do a shout out to Will and Lou Gardner. So I don't know if you saw this Mel but on the weekend um, we had a Parkrun wedding. Did you see that on the socials? Was it at Parkrun? I, I did see something about a wedding. It was actually at Parkrun. It was at New Parkron, um so congratulations to to them and while we're on the shout out
1: bandwagon we definitely have one more very special one to do and that is a massive happy birthday to our mate tock who is celebrating the anniversary of himself today as we record <laughs> happy birthday tock we hope this brings a smile to your face when you listen to it this week now it's um it's It's all happened very quickly, Greta, but we're coming to the end of another episode of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. But before we go, I would like to know where you're headed off to Parkrun this week.
0: Ah, so this week I'm going to be at home back at Mount Barker, which will be lovely. Jess will be very happy. Um, And I'm going to be Run Director. So it's been a long time since I've been Run Director because we have such a a large team at, at Mount Barker. Um, I'll have to remind myself how to do it. <laughs> so yeah, run directing at, at Mount Barker, um, and uh, and not running, resting up for a, a big run that we're doing on Sunday. Oh, so like
1: it is the big run, or it's a big training run on the lead up to something else?
0: Oh no, it is the big run on Sunday. So it's the um, it's the Yarabilla Trail Run on on Sunday through the Adelaide Hills. So. Hopefully it's not as warm as it was last weekend. So this is like the only time that I'm going to be hoping that it's not warm weather. Um, but, yes, yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> resting up on Saturday.
1: So when we're talking about this being big, like what kind of distance are you doing? Oh, 56 k Ooh. Have you done many ultras before?
0: Um, well, actually we've done – so, yes, we've done a couple before. This year we've done three so far this year. Um, there's a – a kind of a series in South Australia at the moment called um five the 550s so that's 550k runs or five ultras in in a year so we've done three this will be the fourth the fifth
1: wow and so when when is the fifth one uh then the fifth Are you doing one, the fifth one
0: well, that's the plan <laughs> um That'll be in October, so late October, and that's the the Heysen the run. So that also has um, a slightly shorter distance as an option and also a 105. So we've got some friends doing the 105, which will be um, quite an undertaking, but we're not doing the 105. Far out. Yeah. No,
1: what you... You're going to tell me you're doing, inverted commas, just the 50
0: or just something 50, like that, yeah. aren't you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're all overachievers. <laughs> it makes me tired just thinking about it. <laughs>
0: uh, where are you tra- um, park running on the weekend
1: now? Where are you? Uh, well, as, as I kind of referred to a little bit earlier in the pod that i will be getting my queue so i'll be at queen elizabeth parkrun in casino which is northern new south wales this weekend so it's an overnight stay this one it's a little bit too far to want to get up that early on parkrun day and drive so we're going to head down and make a couple of days of it and head off early on friday and Take in some sights and oh, that'd be lovely. throw our tourist dollars the way of the northern New South Wayalians. So they've been suffering from some droughts and things down there. And they've also had some fires, which has been a bit nasty. Uh, but there's also going to be a little bit of a special challenge that I've made a deal with someone about uh, for this coming weekend. But I'm not going to divulge the details. You'll have to listen to episode 175 to hear all about that. But I'm looking forward to it. It will definitely be an adventure. But Greta, it has been so wonderful having you join me this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. And uh, I look forward to doing it again sometime. Sounds good. Thanks,
0: Mel.